The following is a special bonus episode of the musical Tapestry of Texas. Morali Corio was playing with Ernie Drawa and agreed to do a short interview before the show here at the Fat Cat Lounge. We will continue this interview in more detail and do a full episode in the Coriel family when they return in October. Morali's father was the legendary jazz guitarist Larry Coriel from Galveston, and Morali has had a prolific career of his own with a dozen highly acclaimed blues albums under his belt. In 2013, he was inducted into the New York State Blues Hall of Fame. Here you go. Say this is a preview of gotcha. what's gonna, what's to come. You're yeah. on. So ask your um, question again because that was so a good question. Tell me about Texas jazz because as I'm going through my research to try to find out what um, who I want to do because I want to do the, the the idea of the whole podcast is the musical tapestry. So we're talking all genres, all different ethnic groups, everybody that's contributing. Who are the bigs in Texas jazz? If your dad came up out of Galveston. Right. So well, well, he, well, here's the thing. So, okay, now you're talking jazz, okay? And that's why my dad went to New York. Okay. Because he realized, like, so, so he was in Galveston, and at the age of seven, he moved to Washington State. Okay. And then he attended the University of Washington as a journalism major for a couple of years. He wanted to do that, and he was an athlete, uh, but he, you know, played guitar, obviously, uh, and then he he dropped out and went to New York City because that's where New York is it yeah, was right. there was, there was and still is the jet it's the jet it's a jazz town that's like me as a blues someone's more blues I had to, to I mean I could play throughout New York State but I really had to get out mm-hmm. it, it, like there's much more blues gigs for me in Texas sure and in um, Memphis and in Louisiana and in Chicago. Right. You know, uh, because they expect it. It's part of cool. part of the, the, the culture. But I mean, the, the couple of, uh, uh, and this is really Ernie's expertise, but a couple of the great jazz saxophonists from Texas that I know of are George Coleman and Arnett Cobb. Is that right, Ernie? They're both from Texas, right? No, no. George Coleman's from Louis, from New Orleans. Are you talking about Arnett Coleman? No, Arnett Cobb and George Coleman. George, okay. George Coleman. Was he from Texas, George Coleman, or is he from Louisiana? Arnett Cobb, I know, is from is from Texas. Uh, who who are some other tech, big Texas jazz musicians? So Arnett Coleman was from Dallas. Okay, so Arnett Coleman. So there you go. That was the big one I saw. Yeah. Who? Oh, Clifford Scott? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's a blues and jazz guy. So, so it, I mean, for example, Arnett Coleman inventor of the harmonic theory which is a jazz theory of playing different things outside of the normal diatonic scales well i remember when i was with my dad one time and uh, ornette coleman was in the audience you know i used to go a lot of my dad's gigs and then i said well and he said i said hey ornette coleman you know about talking to my dad asking about him i said well well you know tell me about him and he said well i had a lesson with him once he was trying to teach me the harmonic theory (laughs) and i said well what did he say he said you're not getting it. Oh no. Yeah. No, but see, you know, you got to challenge like some yeah. things are over your head yeah. and that, that's why you go to these people that's, to, okay. to, to, wow. try, to try to learn. That's crazy. But I mean, if you're talking Texas blues now, that's, a, that's yeah, a thing I, a I can talk so uh, quite a lot about uh, cause it goes way back. And obviously what made me want to come to Austin was Stevie, Stevie Ray sure. Vaughan. When he came out, I was just learning how to play and I wanted to play blues and I applied to UT in Austin, but I was out of state, so my scores weren't high enough. Right. But then um, 
you know, later on I ended up, uh, well, I went and saw him when I could. That was the loudest concert I ever saw. It was Stevie Ray Vaughan, Radio City Music Hall. Um, you know, when he was alive, obviously my ears rang for three days afterwards. Okay. And then it came like, you know, when he got sober and went through his thing and then he came out with instep and he was on tour with Jeff Beck. There was a magazine called musician magazine at that time. And, um, uh, this issue with had the grateful dead on the cover. They had my dad, you know, Texas, uh, born jazz guitarist interview stevie ray vaughn oh, how cool yeah and my dad says you want to come with me i'm going to interview some guy named stevie ray vaughn i said dad <laughs> that's the guy i've been telling you about yeah you know and then he actually listened to me he's like oh this guy is really good i was like dad i told you no, and so like so the the um stevie ray was getting ready to play with jeff beck at madison square garden they were doing that thing so me and my dad we went up to his uh, hotel the top floor of the you know manhattan um uh, apartment uh hotel and there's there was stevie you know and i, I was surprised because I, I i thought he was going to be a gigantic person like the yeah, size of a gigantic it. statue and he was a you know kind of a short skinny guy and he was a really nice and we sat down and, and and i held the microphone as the interview was being conducted and 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 then stevie and my dad said if, if at any time you have any questions you know go ahead you know so i was able to ask stevie Ravon all these questions you know all kinds of things and talk to him and ask him and like, I'll never forget because I knew it was going to, the night before I had stayed up all night long practicing the song honky tonk <laughs> in case I got a chance to jam with him, right. you know, and I, I, you know, I, I was so shy. I was like, I, my confidence was not that high, but I was like, just in case, you know, so funny. and my dad would have told me like, yeah, do it, you know, but at that time I was just, you know, kind of like, but I practiced and I thought about it, you know, which is, you got to start there. You got to imagine it before it actually happens. Um, but it was incredible, and of course, not that long after that, yeah. you know, that he he left us. Right. Um, well, you start off with Jimi Hendrix when you're a baby, and then you go to, all the way to Stevie Ray I, and everybody. I, I, in between. I was I was held by Jimi Hendrix when I was one year old, and we lived with Carlos Santana when I was also one year old in San Francisco. And then we lived with Jack Bruce, uh, the bassist and vocalist from Cream in Scotland. When my dad was playing with him and Mitch Mitchell, mm. the drummer of the Jimi yeah, Hendrix. Jimmy so it was like Cream's bass player, Jimi Hendrix's drummer, and my dad. And there's some really good YouTube stuff of it. Uh, not the actual video, but pictures and the music. Mm -hmm. And they were ahead of their time. You know, that's why my dad was like ahead of his time with, with so many things. But was um, Neil Sean around then? Cause I. I, I don't remember. I, I met Neil Sean much, much later, but I know I was, he, I never pictured him from journey being back there with Carlos Santana. By as a teenager. Like, wow. He yeah. Was great. Yeah. Those early Santana albums, Chris Alcaraz and I were talking about how, uh, those are like probably the best, the best ones, but the other Texas blues guitarists, it's like Albert Collins, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, we'd give anything to be able to play like Albert Collins, you know, um, Freddie King. Okay. Okay, right. Freddie King is like lead one belly. of the uh, lead belly, and that you're talking about T Bone Walker, mm -hmm. who who influenced BB King, and later on I got to do many shows uh, opening up for BB King on tour throughout New York yeah. State, Pennsylvania, Maine, and then um, then when I started when I was going to Chicago to play at Buddy Guy's Club, every once in a while he'd be there. 
and uh, a few times he got up and played played with me in my band. That's and the amazing. last time I played there, I actually have video of it. The bass player was smart enough to do a Facebook Live thing because it's like kind of unbelievable. And it turned out to be one of the best sets of music I had ever played. I mean, Buddy was there. I was inspired. And then like we was trying to stop our set and he goes, no, no, keep going. I want to mess with y'all. It's, it's interesting how he transcended the genre to where everyone accepted him. Like it wasn't... You know, just a blues thing. I mean, just he is a trans transcendent transitional figure, and the fact that he's still alive and so strong and so awesome, and he's really finally gotten a lot of he's more. Not alive anymore? Yes, he is, buddy guy. Of course, he oh, is. Oh no, I thought we're, I thought we're talking about BB uh, King. Oh no, no, BB King, no, no, uh, no, buddy, no. Buddy is still yeah, no, cool. no, but but BB like talking to Buddy, like every like he would call up BB King when he had a problem. Yeah. Because B.B. King been through everything. So, like, my friend Joe Lewis Walker also played and recorded with with B.B. Uh, King. Same thing. I mean, he can do B.B. King's voice, like, perfectly. He, 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 he tells me the stories and other people that have played with B.B. King that I know. Russell Jackson, who lives in Houston, he played with B.B. King for years. And then, uh, so I got a chance to play with him on the Mick Jagger Island this past um January. Yeah, it's this. Blue, tell me about that. Yeah, it's this blues festival in an uh, island called Mystique, which is near Saint Lucia. It's a private island. It was a private island, but they've had. It's very uh, up. Uh, what do you call it? Um, um, it's very expensive, basically. Yeah. Okay, um, and so, uh, but they've had a blues festival there for many years, and Mick Jagger's lived there, have a house there, and his family, and so I've been playing there for several years, and I uh, got to have lunch with Mick and hang out with his family. I was invited to, to his son's wedding and at Rupert Murdoch's house in London, in uh, Henley on Thames, England last year. Can't believe I was actually there. At Jerry Hall was, was, you know, his wife and I heard they're breaking up. I wonder why. Mm. Uh, I think he might be losing some money because, you know, <laughs> something or other. Um, but like, so music has, and I became friends with one of Mick's sons, Gabriel, who was the groom, son of Jerry Hall and Mick Jagger. Okay. So Gabriel, if you're out there, I lost your number, man. Give me a call back. Um, and, uh, but it's, uh, yeah. So Russell Jackson, who played with BB King for years, he was the house bass player in this festival that we do. And, uh, we were all sharing BB King stories because BB King turned out like he was so personal with you. Mm -hmm. Like he all, he took you all, he made you feel like you mm -hmm. were like really special. He all made us feel, he had a way of making you feel like one, I was nervous around him because I was like, Oh my God, BB King. I don't want, I don't want to mess up or something you know but just, he was just so just direct and so honest and so real and like the, the conversations that i've had with him you can't pay for that right you know and so uh you know hanging out with mick and going to his son's wedding and you know rupert murdoch's house you can't pay for that you know that's just crazy. Uh, like so so music is like we were talking about do you like your job thing is we love our job it's a good day at work yeah, it's a good day at work, you know, and so we're getting ready to go to work Well, speaking here, of so. work, I'm going to let yeah. you get back to it. Thank but we you. are going to do a whole one. Yeah, that's just a little, feature, that's just an appetizer. This is just a taste. Well, maybe yeah. we'll do a bonus episode. Yeah. Just, uh, conversation with Morali. Yeah, I like it. It's all good. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks, Morali. Yeah. Appreciate it. Have a good show.